Welcome to Truth in the Word with Pastor Jim Newsom. Join us today as we allow the Word of God to be a lamp unto our feet and a light into our path. Now here's your host, Pastor Jim Newsom. Yes, good morning. This is Pastor Jim Newsom, and this is Truth in the Word on uh, Biblical News Report Talk Radio. The 11th day of uh, January 2020, we're broadcasting to you today from North Central West Virginia. We're going to continue on today in the book of John, chapter 12, beginning verse 37. Talking about the cause of unbelief. The cause of unbelief. The Bible says, in order to please God, you must believe that he is. And he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Because without faith, it's impossible to please him. Let us go to prayer. Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to speak your word, Lord, your divine word, your word that's settled, your word that will never, ever pass away, your word that will never come back void, but will do that what you sent it to do. And you know, every individual that's going to listen to this broadcast today, you see every need in their lives. And we ask you today to minister to your people, to lift up, to heal, deliver, and set free, encourage. Because we know, Lord, when those peerless times that Paul talked about, and we know that your coming is soon, it has to be, Lord. Neither do we know the day or the hour, but only the Father only. But Lord, we wait and we look up. Because you said if we look up our redemption, draweth nigh. We ask all these things in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Jesus is Lord. You can count on that today. That the same which saves is the same that's going to judge. And the judgment of this world is coming. Everything that can be shaken will be shaken. Hosea said even the very nations shall be shaken. We see that in progress today. I'm going to continue on today in the book of John, chapter 12, beginning around verse 37, the cause of unbelief. Um, we're leading up to the crucifixion. Uh, the Lord, of course, is uh, being highly condemned by the, by the Pharisees. They, uh, they uh, seek to kill him. We talked last time about how the Gentiles sought him out and how they how he preached to them, and uh, he wasn't going to minister to them right then personally. I mean, he, he dealt with some of them, of course, but uh, we know that after his ascension and after his call of Paul, that Paul was the apostle to the Gentiles. The famous Macedonian call, come over and help us. So today we'll begin with verse 37 of chapter 12. But though he had done so many miracles before them, yet they believed not on him. The many miracles that he did, his ministry was full of miracles, great miracles. He raised Lazarus from the dead. Uh, it just caused the religious crowd to get more bitter because they were jealous and prideful. They were uh, knew that he was uh, stealing their thunder, so to speak. So uh, the basis of belief is not necessarily miracles. Now, you know, they help, but but it's the word of God. 
if people believe the word of God, if you believe this book is the inspired, infallible word of God, inspired by God, 66 different books written by 40 some different authors, um, They'll never pass away. Some of them contemporary, some of them not, but yet connected together through the Holy Ghost because the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, wrote this wonderful book. So, people's not going to believe unless they believe the Word of God. And and the Word, John 1, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was God. And uh, let's just go there, man. Let's just read that real quick. So we don't take that out of context. In the beginning was the Word. Okay, this is John one one. We, we we studied this a few weeks back, and that word word there means deity, means person, which is none other than Jesus Christ. So in the beginning, the Elohim, the beginning, the the triune God, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. You come down to verse fourteen. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. Wow. The glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Full of grace and truth. Was he full of grace and truth? That you might grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Well, if you believe this gospel... The Bible says, behold, you have the power to become the sons of God. The only way that you know Jesus Christ and believe on him is through his word. Not hearsay, but a personal relationship, a personal revelation of him revealed by the Holy Spirit of God. Okay, verse 38. That the saying of Isaiah, or Isaiah the prophet, might be fulfilled which he spake. Lord, who hath believed our report? And to whom hath the arm of the Lord been revealed? In other words, this is a uh, revelation given that people literally reject. So let's go to Isaiah chapter 53, beginning verse 1. Who hath believed our report to whom the arm of the Lord revealed? For he, pronoun, talking about Christ, shall grow up before him as a tender plant as root out of the dry ground. He hath no form nor comeliness. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. Listen, he is despised and rejected of man, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid as were our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Listen now. Surely he hath bore our griefs, carried our sorrows, yet we did not esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities, and the chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed, even today, yes. And we like sheep have all gone astray, we have turned every one to his own way, and the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity or the lawlessness, lawlessness of us all. Of course, it's describing Christ. And he was oppressed. And he was afflicted for us now, yet he opened not his mouth. He was brought as a lamb to the slaughter, as a sheep before his shears is dumb, so he opened not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment. Who shall declare this generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living, for the transgressions of my people was he stricken. And he made the grave 
made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death, because he hath done no violence, neither was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief when thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin. He shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see the travail of his soul and shall be satisfied by his knowledge. Shall my righteous servant justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore, I will divide him a portion with the great. He shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he hath poured out his soul unto death, and he was numbered with the transgressors, and he bare the sin of many and made intercession for transgression. And pretty well lays it out, the prophecy in the great book of Isaiah concerning Jesus Christ. He is Lord. He is Lord. If you do not believe upon him, then you do not believe on the Father. And you cannot get to the Father except it be through Jesus Christ. The Bible says the blood of bulls and goats cannot even begin to satisfy the wrath of a thrice holy God. But the only thing that does is the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Thank God today for the blood. And the blood will never, ever lose its power. Romans ten sixteen. But they have not obeyed the gospel, for Isaiah said, Lord, who hath believed our report? Okay. So it's how you deal with Christ. It's how you deal with Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. If you don't think he's Son, if you don't think he's Lord, if you think he's just one of many, teachers all grouped and famous people, philosophers, whatever you want to call them, Grouped into one, if you don't believe he's the son of the living God, then you can't get to God. You cannot get to God. This is God's plan. The redemption, the plan of redemption, first spoken about in Genesis 3.15, is none other than Jesus Christ. Seek him today. Call upon the name of the Lord. Ask him into your heart and into your life. Make him Lord of your life. He's Lord, regardless if you make him Lord of your your life or not. He, he is Lord. He's the coming king. The Bible says he's coming with all power and all glory and with all majesty. John said, hair like wool and feet like brass. Upon his vesture is written the name King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Don't be found wanting in this day. We're getting down to crunch time. Don't go another day without knowing Christ. Churches, you need you need to attend you, you need to attend a church, of course. But churches and denominations and religion will not save you. If a church does not point to Jesus Christ as Lord, if He's secondarily preached behind the pulpit in a church, then that church is not a church. If that church lifts up men and programs and situations and circumstances and and this and that and conferences and it, we, 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 it's all these things are good, but if Christ is not the head. That's not the church. Because he is the head of the body. He is the one that needs to be lifted up, that all men might be drawn unto him. Verse 39, John 12, 39. Therefore, they could not believe. Why? Because that Isaiah, he's, he's talking about, about Isaiah here, said again. So what did he say? He have blinded their eyes. 
and harden their heart. They should not see with their eyes nor understand with their heart and be converted, and I should heal them. Isaiah chapter 1 talks about how God's people don't know him. He he gives an example of of that animals know their master, their cribs, and uh, you know they know who they are and what they are. But God's people don't. God's people. Why? Because it says here in John that the Lord spoke. And this is at, at the end of Isaiah six. Let's just go there. Isaiah chapter six. The great, the great, uh, the great. The great vision of Isaiah seeing the throne of God. And this is what he says, beginning verse 9 of that particular chapter. And he said, Go and tell this people, Hear ye indeed, but understand not. And ye, and see ye indeed, but perceive not. Make the heart of this people fat, make their ears heavy, and shut their eyes, lest they see with their eyes and hear with their heart. Hear with their ears, sorry. And understand with their heart and convert and be healed. So this is what is called a judicial blindness. And this comes from rejection. He says in his word that uh, that God ought not always deal with man. See, it takes the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit to get saved. There must be a drawing Song of Solomon says, draw me, Lord, and we will come running after you. If you ignore the drawing of the Holy Ghost, if you reject him, it becomes easier every time you do it. And it's, it's very, very, very dangerous. The Bible says the whole duty of man is to worship and praise God. <clears throat> we were created that we might have fellowship with God, your creation. You weren't made in a test tube somewhere in a lab. You were, you you were formed in the mind of God from the beginning of the earth. The Bible says you're wonderfully, miraculously, and beautifully made in the image of God Almighty. Verse thirty-nine. Sorry, verse forty-one. These things said Isaiah when he saw. His glory about the Lord and spake of him. Of course, that's, like we said, that's Isaiah chapter 6, verse 42. Nevertheless, among the chief rulers, now listen, also many believed on him. Listen, the influence of man is very dangerous. But because of the Pharisees, they did not confess him lest they should be put out of the synagogue. Now, that was the center of the Jewish people's lives was the synagogue or the temple. They cherished that. There was the their national building, so to speak. This is why Jesus said that you see this temple that not one stone upon another shall be left. And it was leveled in 70 A.D., the uh, shrine, so to speak, of, of the, uh, the, Jew, the Jewish nation. And this particular time, the occupation was, of course, the Pharisees and the scribes and the Sadducees and all these, but um, 
did they worship the true and the living God or did they worship their religion and what what they thought, what they have formulated in their own minds? He said, the chief rulers, some of them, believed on Christ. But listen, because they fear man. Fear, don't fear man, they can destroy both they can destroy your body, but fear God that can destroy both body and soul and cast it into hell. So they did not confess. Jesus said, if you be ashamed of me before man, I'll be ashamed of you before my father. Confession of who he is. Lest they should put them out of the synagogue. They're worried about their religious positioning, their political status in the realm of the temple. Temple worship. More concerned about the opinions of men than the opinions of God. They believed on him. They believed that he was the Messiah, but yet they did not act upon them, upon what they believed. They knew the Holy Ghost had revealed this man is the Son of God. To get that revelation, now listen to me, to get that revelation of who he is and not act upon it, that's a problem. That is a problem. Jesus said, when I come back, will I find any faith in the earth? In other words, will there be those that believe on me and believe that I am the Son of God? It's dangerous to be men-pleasers. It's dangerous to be under the manipulation and the heavy hand of people. Amen. Fear not man that can destroy body. I'll repeat it. But fear God who can destroy both body and soul and cast it into hell. That's the scriptures. In John 19, verse 38 and 39, and after this is Joseph of Arimathea, okay, being a disciple of Jesus. Listen, but secretly, we feared the Jews. Besought Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus. And Pilate gave him leave. He came therefore and took the body of Jesus. And there came also Nicodemus, remember him, that came to Christ by night, which at first came to Jesus by night, and brought a mixture of mirth and aloes, about a hundred pounds. Wait, okay, these are men that secretly, secretly serve Christ. Now, they come out in the open here, so they probably repented. I mean, I don't know that. But they went to get the body of Christ. They, they uh, uh, knew him, knew him. Whether they accepted him in the heart, I don't know. I don't know. Verse 43, for they love the praise of men more than the praise of God. There you go. They love the praise of men more than they love the praise of God. And that means they counted God less than men. God, God holds everything in his hands. God holds everything, the moon, the stars, the earth. He's the creator. And when he's brought down to the level of men, 
And when men seek to please men rather than please God, when men fear men more than they fear God, then they got a problem. They got a problem. So the question needs to be asked, you know, in in all of our lives, where where does uh, the most influence come from? It's so easy to fall in a uh, quote-unquote religious trap, a wearing the garb, having the outward appearance. Jesus dealt with the Pharisees. He he said, you look good on the outside, paraphrasing. You look great, but on the inside, he said, your sepulchers compared to a grave is empty. He called them Dead men's bones. See, religion will get you prestige amongst people, of course, and acceptance amongst people. Who, but who do you want to be accepted by? Hmm? Who pulls your strings? Who controls you? Well, I'm my own person now. No. Um, they got mad at Jesus because they said, we are the children of Abraham, and we, we've never been in bondage. We're not, And they were in bondage right then to the Romans. Hey. Gladiosian Church said, we have needed nothing. But Jesus said, well, no, you're blind, and you're poor, and you're naked. What he said. For they love the praise of men more than the praise of God. Bad situation. Bad situation. So I guess the question needs to be asked, are we men pleasers or are we God pleasers? Are we men pleasers or are we God pleasers? Jesus wasn't concerned about reputation. He was concerned about doing the will of the Father. In Philippians chapter 2, verse 7, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. This is the Son of God. And being found in a fashion of a man, he humbled himself and became, what? Obedient unto death and even the death of the cross. Wherefore, God also highly exalted him and given him a name, which is above all names, that the name of Jesus every knee shall bow, things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. This is called the kenosis or the outpouring of Jesus Christ. A total, total commitment to the mission he was on. And yes, he completed it. Many have... Rose up down through the years. Said, no, he didn't get it done. I'm here to know foolishness. Foolishness. Jesus said, they will say, lo, I'm here, and lo, I am there. Many shall come in my name, he said. He warned that. Warned the people about it. And it's happened. So called Messiahs, raising him up, claiming Christ did not do what he, he, he came to do, which is a lie from hell. He finished it, and it's done. It's done. So one of the causes of unbelief is following men. Because when you follow men, then you 
automatically become blinded. When you reject the Holy Spirit, who is the teacher, the leader, the guider, the comforter, the Bible calls him the spirit of truth, the truth shall set you free. When you ignore what the Holy Ghost has to say, as he is revelation, many of the chief rulers believed on him. But yet what? They did not confess, lest they should be put out. They were more worried about their position. What if you gain the whole world, the Bible says, and lose your soul? Will they love the praise of men more than the praise of God? I guess the question needs to be asked. I guess we need to search out. Who are we pleasing? Who are we trying to please? Men? Religious men? Women, boys, and girls? Or are we doing the best to please God? Which is a lot easier task, by the way. You'll never, <laughs> you'll never please men. It's like trying to find a corner in a round barn. Not gonna get it done. Not gonna get it done. But the Bible says his yoke's light. His burden's easy. You can please him a whole lot easier than you can please men. How do we please God? Faith. For without faith, it's impossible. Please, God, you must believe that he is, and he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Men's traditions, men's religious organizations, and, and uh, listen, I must speak as denominations, or, or there has to be, I, I realize there has to be some government in the body of Christ. The number 12 is the... the uh, the number of government. He had 12 apostles, 12 gates, 12, 12, 12. But when we follow the precepts of man and the traditions of man, the Bible says, regard the weightier matters of the law. What does that really mean something? Because when we follow the traditions of men, it's not biblically backed. It's emptiness. It's void. It's unproductive, unspiritual, unfruitful. And the Bible says if we're Christians, the Bible goes as far as to say if we don't produce fruit, he says lay the axe to the root. You'll know them by their what? Fruit. Mark those labor among you. Try the spirits and see the be of God. That we cannot live in a place of unbelief. Confess Jesus Christ. Open your mouth and confess him. Confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God raised his son Jesus from the grave on the third day. And call upon the name of the Lord and you shall be saved. Debunk, rebuke, denounce all evil in your life. And turn, make a conscious decision to repent and turn and go in a different direction, the direction laid out in the word of God. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. It's his way and not man's way. He's having a church. On this rock I shall build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. For I shall have a church without spot and without wrinkle. The ecclesia, the called out ones, 
He's having or has a true church. Not everybody that says, Lord, Lord, shall enter in. Only those that do the will of the Father. <clears throat> the Bible says we have to regard the whole counsel of God. Read the Word of God, study, and rightly divide the Word of truth. I just told you what you need to do as far as knowing Christ. Do you know him today? Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word, for your spirit, and for your power. We ask you today, Lord, that every individual hears this word, that, Father, you would deal with them, as only the Spirit of God can do. And the word would would uh, be quick and powerful, cut asunder, divide, and discern. In every situation, every circumstance, and I ask you, Lord, to minister today in the name of Jesus. God, there's so many needs in the body of Christ and so many needs in the world and so many out there that don't know you. We'll send you revival. Oh, God, send you revival. Oh, oh Lord, send the power just now as we sing a song. Send it, Lord. But we know that with that, there are changes and you're going to dissect us and change us and move us and shake us and do what needs to be done, Lord, that we can be approval uh, and acceptable before you that we give ourselves as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable. We ask you today to save souls. Lord, move in and, and, and change circumstances and situations, heal minds, heal bodies, deliver and set free, break addictions, Father. Change lives today. Save and deliver and set free, heal. Change Reveal yourself in a mighty way to people and let them accept you, Lord, as who you are and what you are. That you are the Lord. You are the soon coming king. And not only you, Lord, but we read in your word, you're the judge. That you're going to judge the world. That we read it, Lord, in the book of what? Revelation chapter 5, where you are the only one that's worthy to open the seals. We ask you today in Jesus' name, may our minds and hearts be centered towards you. You said whose mind is stayed upon you, you keep in perfect peace. And let us forever be mindful of you as you are mindful of us. Give us strength, Lord, in the days to come. Lord, you hear those today crying. And you said if we hunger and thirst after righteousness, we shall be filled. If we search you and hunt for you and call upon your name, you will deliver. If we're hungry. The psalmist David said, as a deer pants after the water, so does my soul pant after you. Lord, you're the way. You're our hope. You're our healer. You're our deliverer. And we lift you up today that all men might be drawn unto you. We pray these things in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Yes, Jesus is Lord. And he's coming very, very soon. This same Jesus which you see ascending, the angel of the Lord said, in like manner will descend. He's coming back. Everything that can be shaken will be shaken. The seas and the waves are in strange weather patterns. It's not like it used to be. Jesus said there shall be sorrows. The beginning of sorrows. The beginning of word sorrows means birth pangs or birth pains or travailing. Where we're at. <clears throat> 
The whole world is travailing for what's coming. This age, and I don't know when, but as soon as, as, soon as I'm talking, it's going to happen. It's going to come to an end. The song says, do you know him today? Please don't turn him away. We're not going to make it without him in the days to come. In this world, you'll have tribulation, but be you cheer. I've overcome the world, for they shall persecute you for my name's sake. The world hates him. And if we love him, then the world hates us. For you're not of this world, he says. He tells not even to love the world. He says this, this age and this system is a hater of God. Come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord. Seek him while he may be found. I've heard many say he's not running out of mercy. He's running out of time. Every T will be crossed and every I will be dotted. I don't know the hour. No man knows the hour. I know people set dates all the time. Never apologize when they're wrong. But the fact is, he is coming. I don't know what day and I don't know what hour because the Bible says no man knows. But we're looking for the soon return of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to rapture his church out of here. And the Bible declares a seven-year tribulation period. I know there's controversy over this. But the Bible says we're not appointed under wrath. Persecutions, tribulation, yes. 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 Trials and situations and circumstances. Thank you, no stranger of the fiery trial which tries you today. Blessed the man that uh, the, uh, uh, that bears up under temptation with joy. Of course, joy and speaking full of glory. The joy of the Lord is our strength. He's our hope. I don't understand everything. You don't understand everything. But I know that I know that I know that Jesus Christ is Lord. And he's going to work everything out. And that which I committed unto him is able to keep against that day. Seek him while I may be found. If you need healed, just ask him, heal me, Lord. By your stripes I'm healed. <clears throat> Touch my mind, Lord. Touch my soul. Touch my situation. Touch my marriage. Touch my finances. Lord, you know my very need. And you know exactly where I'm at right now. Call on him today. Personally call upon the name of the Lord. He said, my ear is not cauliflowered, and neither is my arm shortened. That I will not hear the cries of those who call upon my name. Jesus is coming very, very soon. Look around. The signs of the times are here. God bless till next time. Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pasture. He leadeth me beside. 